Welcome to Why the Why podcast, where we dive into stories from the Valley of the Sun YMCA's community. I'm Becca Varney, a community relations coordinator for the Valley of the Sun YMCA and your host. It really did stand and serve as an outlet for me. And, you know, that's something that I'm forever grateful for. And I'm so thankful for all the opportunities it's provided me and all the lessons that it's taught me. We have another youth guest on the podcast. Lauren joins me to chat about her involvement in the youth and government program we offer here at the Y. And we chat all about the importance of civic engagement and the impact youth can have on public policy. Lauren, I am so excited to have you on and get to know about youth and government and your passion for civic engagement. So thank you so much for joining me. Of course, thank you for having me. Awesome. So Lauren, tell me a little bit about your role in youth and government at the Y. So I have been um, in youth and government for going on five years now. Um, I'm currently in the Senate during our state legislature. Um, I also uh, go to Kona every year, a conference on national affairs. Um, Last year, I was lucky enough to chair. So um, get to kind of have a leadership role there on a national level, which is super cool. And then I was also a youth advocate uh, in 2020. So got to go to Washington, D.C. and meet with our lawmakers. Awesome. That's amazing. So tell me first how you got involved with this program five years ago. So I grew up at the Y. Um, I've been going there since I was a baby, lifetime member. So uh, I was already, you know, kind of part of the Y. And then 20, you know, 2017, 2018, even before that was when I really started getting into politics, especially during the 2016 election. I was really like looking for an outlet somewhere to go and found out that the YMCA offers this program. And it was perfect, you know, perfect opportunity for me to go and debate with people who wanted to debate. So it was great. Such a great outlet. So tell me a little bit more about that first year and the first role that you ever held in this program before stepping into these bigger leadership roles. What was that like first year or two in those beginning stages kind of like for you when you finally found that outlet? Oh, it was it was slightly terrifying Um, in a great way, though. You know, Um, I actually like didn't write any legislation or anything my first year. Um, I just kind of sat back and observed. And it was a little intimidating because I was on the House floor that uh, that year. So kind of seeing all these people that were like so skilled and had all this experience was a little little frightening. But, you know, then you kind of kind of get into it and you realize like, oh, wait, you know, I could I can do that, too. You know, and that's really I think the beauty of the program is that there's so many other people you can look up to and, you know, really inspire you. Taking a little step back, tell me about youth and government, kind of what it is explaining the meaning of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, textbook definition, youth and government is a mock legislator program, uh, mock legislation. So we do in the winter, go down to the state capitol and uh, everybody kind of writes legislation that's important to them. And it can really be on anything that pertains to the state level. So for example, I think last year, my uh, bill was on uh, foster care reform and, you know, just really focusing on Uh, topics that are important to us as individuals. We go down to the state uh, capitol, we all present, we all debate, and, um, you know, bills can move on, they won't pass, it completely depends. But it really is just like a chance for you to get out and express their opinions and work with others. Of course, that's just our state program. Of course, there's a national program, which is similar. Um, We go to North Carolina, and we write proposals. So of 
national or international importance. Same thing, topics that are important to us, present them, debate them. It really is just an opportunity for everyone to express their beliefs and be able to respectfully uh, debate them. Wow. Well, I'm totally amused by this. And maybe I should have been in this program when I was your age, because you are talking about these processes and these steps and things that make a difference in the community. So can you explain civic engagement and how that ties into all of these words and things that you're talking about? Yeah, of course. So civic engagement is, you know, more than just casting a vote, I think. It really is um, getting involved with your community and looking to make a change, you know, and speaking out on things that bug you about your uh, community, you know. I think a common misconception is that, you know, as citizens, we really don't have that much power. But, you know, you can schedule appointments with your legislators, you know, whether that be state or federal, you have the power to meet with them and they are there to represent you. And I think that's something that the YMCA has really taught me is that, you know, these people are there to serve you and you have every right to go in and, you know, present your ideas and talk to them. When we were in D.C., that's what we were doing. We all had uh, topics that were important to us. And we met with former former Senator uh, Martha McSally, all of our representatives. We had meetings with uh, either them or their staff. Really just having that opportunity to go in and say, hey, here are the issues that I see from my perspective. And here's what I think you can do about them. And I think that having everybody you know, understand that and realize that they have the power to make that change is really significant. Incredible. And you keep talking about these things that are important to you, kind of how you have your voice and you have this role and you're able to talk about things that are important to you. So you touched on one thing, but what is it that's important to you? And what are some of those things that you've brought to the legislative and throughout this program? It's kind of hard to narrow everything down, everything that's important to me, but, um, you know, like I touched on, foster care is something that I focus on when I'm, you know, kind of uh, working at our youth and government level. But things that I have brought to our legislators, I was lucky enough to give a Hill briefing when we were in D.C. And um, I talked about uh, universal child care. So, you know, really expanding access to people, you know, especially growing up at the Y, I, you know, definitely felt that impact firsthand. Um really seeing, you know, how all these after school programs, summer camp, you know, those programs are so impactful to so many kids. And something I really touched on is that there shouldn't be a financial barrier to that, you know, everybody should have access to these programs. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one thing that we really touched on. Um, We also did a lot of work this past spring uh, on the state level in regards to the same thing, kind of funding for nonprofits, uh, childcare, things along those lines that kind of revolve around the YMCA and nonprofits in general. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, you're in a great place to chat about those things, especially here at the Y. It's, of course, part of our mission and just high importance for us. What is a Hill briefing? Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so a Hill briefing is um, on Capitol Hill. They usually have, you know, um, different groups come in and kind of talk about uh, whatever is really important to them. So it was me, uh, a delegate from Florida, and then two kids from the Boys and Girls Club. And it was basically a panel. So there was people there asking us questions. And then that's just an opportunity for representatives, uh, any staff members on Capitol Hill to kind of come in and see what different like perspectives are being presented. Um, And it really does give them a chance to kind of understand the importance of legislation that's currently on the floor. This program is way over my head and the things that you are doing and engaging with and people all across the country. So 
I know we've kind of touched on this question a little bit, but I want to bring it back up. Just talking more on how youth can impact civic engagement on these different levels. And you're talking on local level, state level, nationally. Talk a little bit more to how youth can impact, especially those different levels. I'll be honest, it's tough sometimes, you know, um, a lot of uh, staff members and representatives aren't necessarily used to hearing from uh, constituents under the age of 18. So, you know, you definitely do have to go in there and make your voice heard. But in reality, they're still there to, you know, represent you and taking that extra step and just scheduling that appointment going in and saying, hey, here's what I see. A big thing I think is, especially in schools, saying, you know, firsthand, I'm in a school right now, I'm in a public school, and this is what I see, and here's what I think would help that, is, you know, extremely impactful because that's firsthand experience. And, you know, really just taking those experiences that you have and presenting them and saying, here's what I think needs to be done, uh, is just one way I think youth can really make a difference. Yeah, and that's a great point, being right in the thick of things and seeing it for yourself and experience it for yourself. I mean, some of us are so far removed from that situation, we don't remember what it's like or what it's like now. So what has been your biggest impact? Where do you feel like you've made the biggest impact while being in this program? So, you know, there's the, you know, the large victories we can celebrate, whether that's, you know, legislation passing that we've advocated for, especially this last spring session when we did it statewide. We definitely got a few of our uh, pieces of legislation through through the floor um, and onto the governor's desk. But there's also the small victories. You know, I really think just meeting representatives and senators for me or their staff, like that's a victory in itself, you know, really being able to have that experience. But also making your voice heard, I think in itself really is just one great way to kind of express yourself. I think that that should be celebrated just as much as, you know, legislation passing is having these opportunities. I just got the chills hearing that and just the power of being heard and letting your voice be heard is incredible. And the fact that this program offers that so that you can step up and let your voice be heard. It's so amazing. And you touched on a little bit earlier in terms of finding these people to look up to that have been in this role for a while. Do you have a couple mentors? Are there certain people that you look up to? Definitely. I mean, everybody that has come before me, I'm just like so in awe of. And especially on a national level, I have a great friend in New York, Jack Kelly, and he was recently selected to be a presiding officer for the next session. He has been one of my closest friends, you know, after our advocacy days. And I actually just visited him in May. So, you know, there's people that, you know, you form these connections with. And I mean, there's countless other examples of people all over the country that I've formed these connections with that are just doing fantastic things. And it's really amazing to just see how everybody kind of develops. It sounds like such a great community, especially like-minded, passionate people like you in the same space, making change. There's definitely people all over the country that I look up to that I've really been, um, you know, just in awe of their debate skills, their technique. Everybody in this program is so incredible. What are some of those debate skills or just other skills that you've learned through your involvement of this program? So the biggest one to me is, and something that's been drilled in my head ever since I joined this program, is listening to understand and then to respond. And that's a technique that I have taken outside of debating, you know, into school, into wherever I am, is just listening first to understand their perspective and listening to where they're coming from, and then thinking of a response afterwards. You know, I think we often, everybody kind of gets caught up in, you know, what's the next thing I'm going to say? 
that we sometimes don't slow down and really like process what what the other person is saying. Exactly. And that actually reminds me of a quote on our last episode. And of course, I'm going to get it wrong now that I, that you brought it up. It's like, listen to now instead of listen to speak or something along those lines. That's awesome that you're able to kind of take that out of the program itself and bring it into other areas of your life. So amazing. What makes you so passionate about this subject? I mean, you can hear it in your voice. You have the passion, you have the knowledge. What makes you so passionate about civic engagement and just government in general? You know, I really do think it started when I, (laughs) during the 2016 election cycle, I was so angry, which was a lot of emotions for like a seventh grader um, to kind of be processing. But I really think that having this program there for me while I was, you know, trying to process all these like different feelings that I had about the world really kind of helped bring me to the dedication I have to it now. Yeah, that's like an aha moment of this 2016 election. You're like, haha, this is, this is it. This is, this is what I love. So what's next for you in this realm of civic engagement and government? What do you want to do with it? Everything. You know, I really want to keep rolling with this, keep working with um, legislators, you know, local, state, federal, everywhere. I think the worst thing that anybody can do is be completely silent on issues that bug them. And, you know, that's just one thing I hope never, you know, never happens. I would never wish that on anybody. So yeah, just staying engaged is my main goal. I don't want to ever kind of fall behind and let anything speak over me, you know, which sounds kind of interesting, but, you know, just really working hard to make my voice heard. Love it. Is there a certain role of, uh, of somebody that you look up to that you're striving to reach or... Do you have any like career goals around this? Yeah. Um, anybody who knows me and at least can contest this. I am a huge RBG fangirl. Um, it's been bad, but <laughs> no, I definitely want to get involved um, in law. Um, I'm applying to colleges right now, definitely looking to major in political science, but, you know, really just kind of getting involved in uh, law. I'm not quite sure which sector I really want to go into in regards to that, but getting involved and, you know, continuing to advocate in work. With different groups, the ACLU was like my dream, you know, really getting in with them and, you know, just working with different groups to keep advocating. Well, Lauren Schumann, a name that we should be remembering because big things are to come. (laughs) So kind of wrapping up our conversation in terms of your engagement with youth and government at the Y, do you have a most memorable moment that you'll like never forget in this program? Are there too many? Yeah, no, there's definitely like the more serious ones and then some some funnier ones. So I think um, the most serious one I can give you was on the Conference of National Affairs in 2019. Yes, 2019, um, when I was able to give a uh, intense speech um, during General Assembly, which is kind of hard to do. You have to sign up um, and, you know, really prepare and you only get a couple hours to really prepare that. And our former governor, Sarah, from Arizona, helped me write my speech. And that was incredible. You know, really having that opportunity in front of hundreds of people to give this speech. That's really stuck with me for a while. That's definitely one of my like core memories of the YMCA. That's awesome. Uh, And I know I had one question I had asked you earlier, just in terms of how has the Y contributed to your success? And It just sounds like there's so many things and so many people and 
skills that you've learned through this program. And that did remind me, I wanted to go back and ask you to explain Kona a little bit, um, just so that our listeners know what Kona is a bit more. Yeah, of course. So Kona is Conference on National Affairs. Um, It's held every year in North Carolina. Unfortunately, the past two years have been virtual. But basically, every state can send up to 25 delegates. These delegates write a proposal on national or international importance, so something that impacts the world on a large scale, um, you know, writes a proposal and then it starts because there's so many kids. There's like hundreds of kids that participate. Um, you start in first committee, which is about, you know, usually like 25 kids. Um, you start there, you present, and then it's like a tiered ranking. So then only so many make it to second uh, committee, so many make it to third. And then general assembly is like the big one And then plenary is like only 10 proposals out of hundreds make it to plenary. So then that's where debate gets crazy because everybody's there. But it really is just an opportunity to, you know, work with others around the country that have, you know, same or differing viewpoints as you. How many times have you gone to this conference now? I've gone three years. This next summer will be my fourth and final year. Wow. That is just such an experience. And I've heard such great things about Kona as well. And just wanting more people to know what this is, because as you explained it, it's like, wow, there's a lot going on at such a high level for, for youth. It's amazing. So my last question for you is what advice do you have to youth uh, that are either hesitant to get involved in youth and government or just want to learn more about civic engagement? You know, I would really say just find that thing you're passionate about. Um, It's easy to talk forever um, if it's something that you're passionate about and you really do care about and you know finding that topic or that issue out there and really kind of thinking hey what would I do different finding that really makes it easy to advocate really makes it easy to get involved with your local your federal government and really push through any solutions that you might have That is such great advice. That's definitely something that I think any of us can take away is just finding what you're passionate about and figuring out how you can get involved and get engaged and really impact that community. So I think that is awesome advice. This was awesome. I could ask you way more questions. You just have so much knowledge and skill on this subject. And I really can't wait to to see you soar with this because I can feel it. I know big things are coming. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. To learn more about our program offerings and community impact, visit valleyymca.org. If you like this episode, please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts.